So I was um, watching a film uh, whilst I was on holiday. I had a lovely holiday, thank you. It was great. Um, it was good. And whilst I was there, I was watching this film. And in this film, uh, the main character was described, oh, he's a man on a mission. He's a man on a mission. I'm sure you've heard that. Maybe you've been described as a man on a mission or a woman on a mission. Um, and I just want to just have a look at that today. And I wrote some thoughts down when I, when I was watching that film. And it, it really stood out to me. So I, I got my notes out on my iPad. And I wrote down those words, man on a mission. And I asked myself some questions about that. Um, let me encourage you to do that type of thing. You know, if you hear words, if you see things, write them down and ask yourselves questions. Because um, being inquisitive, being um, curious is really good for us. It helps us grow as people and stop being boring, really, you know, if we're curious about things. I, I know um, that's what I love about us here. We are curious about things. And sometimes we look at things that are um, opposite to what we think and believe because that helps us um, understand things in a better way. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, I think so. So I wrote down these words, man on a mission. I mean, what I wrote, first of all, in my notes was, I'm a man. Yeah. What's my mission? So that was my first question. And I'm sure you've heard this saying before, but it caused me to think, what does it mean to be a man on a mission? So what does it mean to be a man or a woman on a mission? Well, the original idea around that statement is that it describes a person who is, who is determined, who is focused to do or get what they want. It's like, oh, he is a man on a mission or he's a woman on a mission. And I want to unpack and look at that in, in, in a couple of ways, really, because my initial thoughts are there is a positive spin to being a man on a mission, but there's also a negative um, spin to being a woman or a man on a mission. But it got me thinking, and it's good to think, isn't it, about this whole thing about being on mission. Um, for a few weeks now in our staff meetings, we, I remember a few weeks ago, we, we meet as, as staff on a Wednesday morning to pray, to discuss and talk together. And, and we, we, we talked about, I think it's back in June time, uh, or May time, we talked about this thing about making sure that we have the mission front and center, front and center in our thinking and in our lives. And so when we think about this man on a mission, of course, I'm switching it today to meaning I'm a man on a mission to make Jesus known, to tell others the good news of the gospel, to be a man on a mission, not just a mission, but the mission. Because the moment we become followers of Jesus, we, we enter into this life as the church on mission. And I want to look at that in, in a few different ways today. One of the first questions I ask myself regarding this is, if I am a man on a mission, what is my mission? What is my mission? And can we all have different missions under the same mission? Well, I think the answer to that is yes, isn't it? We're not all on the, the same Pacific mission. We all have different missions within the mission. And that's really important to grasp and understand. 
So yes, we can have different missions under the same mission. Just think of an army, for instance, or a, any military. Um, it will have a mission maybe to win a battle or win a war, but each of the different soldiers um, will have their own orders and own deployment to achieve the mission goal. And so you will have men and women on mission as part of that mission to achieve it. And I get to thinking, and I love this thought, just think of all the different places that, that we go each week, you know, and our missions. You know, I, I can't be on mission where, where you're on mission, where you're working or where your sphere of, of um, coming together with friends or family. These are our places of mission. I can't be there and you can't be where I go. So we're all on mission. Where you work, where you live, where you play, this is our place of mission, mission field. Therefore, your mission context will be different to mine. But the truth is that we need to be released to understand that these are our places of mission. For so long, I, I know as I grew up, when we talked about mission in the church, it was something that was associated with our Sundays, that this was the place of the mission. So um, everybody would come on a Sunday morning to worship Jesus, and then we'd have Sunday school in the afternoon, so children would come. So then they were great. And then in the evening, it would be the gospel service. And they're great. They're, they're brilliant. And, and lots of people came to Christ because of that. But we limited it and we reserved our mission to that only. Or then there were people that went overseas. And for me, as I grew up, that was what mission was, going overseas or Sundays. But it's so much more, isn't it? You know, we are all called to places. And I believe the mission is vast. And I believe that together we can all be on mission whether that's our street, whether that's our workplace, our town, our cities, our nation, the nations. Together we can be men and women on mission. So I ask this question again. What is my mission? What is your mission? Ask yourself that. What are your orders on this mission? As I said, and as you know, I, I grew up in the church and I grew up in a certain type of um, religious, quite a religious, not quite, it was a religious, a religious environment. I've already mentioned the, the three services on a Sunday. Um, and we used to use language like this. So one day you could go into four-time ministry, um, that kind of language, that you weren't on mission unless you were paid for it almost. And, and most of my life was like that, even until I was ordained. And then a couple of years after my ordination, I was invited with some other leaders and friends of mine to go on this initiative that Elam did called uh, Emerging Leaders. And, it, and, and when I went on this, this course on Emerging Leaders, they exposed me to a different kind of mission some very provocative thinking, things I'd never thought of before, things I would have never looked at because I was in this channel, I was in this mission is Sunday, mission you know, is overseas. 
And it blew my mind. But it blew my mind in a great way. It excited me. It's like I was saying earlier, you know, curiosity, inquisitiveness brings you life, doesn't it? Otherwise, your life becomes very boring. Sally was telling me this morning over breakfast, actually, she was listening to Erwin McManus's podcast, and he, he said that when we get into these ruts of religious living, God thinks we're boring. <laughs> you know? He said, be curious. You know, when we're children, when we're babies, the way they grow is through curiosity. And, uh, and I know with Wales at the moment, that's, that's, that is what they're saying in our curriculum, to encourage this curiosity, isn't it? And um, discovering the ways that they learn. I was really interested in some of the things that Sally and, and Karen we were talking about, isn't it? These schemas of how children um, approach things. You know, some children will grab something over here and tip it on the floor. And that's how they learn. Uh, and in the past, we would have sold them off for that, say, don't do that. But that's how that child learns. Or another child might line things up in a, in a long line. Or my schema as a child is I love to stack things. In fact, I still do it now. You know, if there's a selection of jams on, or jars on the table, I like to stack it in a, t in a thing. I used to get told off for that as a kid, but you know. That's my schema. That's how I learned building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, on this emerging leaders, my mind, my, my thoughts were expanded. And I was excited about this. And so I come to this place where I felt it was time to move on and, and from where I was in Bristol. And I ended up in Guernsey, as most of you will know. And I remember just before I went to Guernsey, I, I went to a, a, a conference run by Care for the Family. And I went on my own, actually, and it was in, in Cheltenham. And I was there, and I remember at the end of a seminar, I can't even remember what the seminar was about, but Holy Spirit started talking to me. He started talking to me, and I started writing down some things. And, and there was three things that really Holy Spirit said to me was this. These three words, reach, equip, and send. Reach, equip, and send. And so I adopted that as my mission, to reach, to equip them, and to send them so that they can reach, equip, and send. And at that moment, I, I didn't really know much about discipleship as we talk about it now. As I grew up, discipleship was something that happened once you became a Christian, you went on a discipleship course. And basically that was just, you know, learning about the Bible, learning about the basics of the faith. But over the past decade, the whole idea of discipleship has become much bigger. That we are disciples of Jesus who therefore go and make disciples, who make disciples. And that's what I, I, I was really interested in. And I remember when I was in Guernsey that we had a man... Um, come over um, to talk about discipleship. And he started talking about discipleship in the way I just said. And it blew my mind. And it, and it clicked in my mind that, yes, that's it, isn't it? When we reach people, we disciple them and send them to reach, equip, and send. And we decide, make, we, we, we're disciples who make disciples. Even to the point that I... I'd never done this before. I got my checkbook out. I didn't bring this guy over. I, I wasn't hosting him. 
I got my checkbook out, wrote a check, and I gave it to him. I said, because what you said to me blew my mind. And the guy said, nobody's ever done that before. Somebody's given me a check. Anyway, that's the power and the impact it had upon me. So I am a man on a mission. And I want to encourage you to be men and women on mission. Because you are. Because you are. You know, ever since I heard that man on a mission in this film, I've woken up each day and said, out loud, I'm a man on a mission. I'm a man on a mission. And it helps me focus my thoughts on about whatever I'm doing that day, I am a man on a mission. I'm a man on a mission. A couple more thoughts and questions I want to explore. And these are things that I wrote down in my notes and my diary. What stops us being on mission? What stops us being on mission? What causes us to give up on the mission? Because I think sometimes we often can start off with a renewed mission, a renewed energy for mission, and before long you find yourself giving up and not being able to continue. I know in my personal personal experience, this is something that's happened to me, and this happened to me quite often. And it, it wasn't until well, a few years ago I realized that I did everything on my own. I tried to do this mission on my own. When you do things on your own, yes, okay, sometimes there are times when we should be, as the saying says, a man on a mission. I'm going to get this done. I'm determined to get this done. But we are designed to mission together. That's how we should be, together. Not going solo or maverick on our mission. And I think this is sometimes where this analogy of man on a mission can break down. Because I'm not just one man on a mission, and that's it. Together, like an army, like a, a, like a platoon, like a, a group of uh, people, we are mission together. It's very rare that people will be sent out on a mission on their own. In the very least, uh, you are sent out in pairs or groups in the military. And this is to make sure that if anything happens, you are cared for, but also that the mission goes on. So are you trying to mission on yourself, by yourself? Because it's important that we mission together. Bill reminded us last week of, of why church. We talked about why church. And he spoke from Acts 2, where the believers met. What did they do? They met together. They shared their things together. They worshipped together. They broke bread together. Talking about this beautiful word, and I've heard this word many years ago, koinonia. Beautiful word. In fact, I think there was a, a band in the eight, Christian band in the 80s called koinonia. And um, it's a great word, isn't it? It's a beautiful word to describe this togetherness. And it's an idea of togetherness, this idea of this common purpose, this common mission, that together we are on mission. 
that the church is a place of mission. Sundays are a part of that mission, but it's not only Sundays. But church, us, us, why church? Us, people, we are the place where mission happens. But so often, sometimes we fail in our mission because we try to do it on our own. And we're not designed to be that way. We are designed to be men and women together on mission. So yes, I am a man on a mission. And I tell myself this every day. But I say it knowing that I'm not on this mission by myself. You know me, I like to talk about, what do I like to say? Let's do in life together. I want to take that a bit further, maybe change that a bit. But yes, we do life together. And it's a little bit ironic for myself personally sometimes because I haven't done life together. <laughs> but it's important that we do life together. But let's take that a little bit further today and say, let's mission together. We're on mission together. We're not on mission on our own. But together we are. We talked about this man on a mission in our staff meeting this Wednesday, actually. I, I brought the, the, the subject up, and we had a really good discussion around it. And one thing that um, Daniel actually said was this, that he, he made a very valid point, that sometimes as a man or a woman on mission, we can become so blinkered that we miss the journey of the mission and what is going on around us, that we can become so determined that we miss the very joy of the journey and not celebrate the lives and the missions and the journeys of others, other mission stories of the journey that we are on. We miss that koinonia because we become so determined, so fixated that I'm a man on a mission. Incidentally, you know, this film, it wasn't a positive description of this man. It was a negative one, that he was a man on a mission. And that he was maverick and he couldn't be trusted because he was a man on a mission and he would do whatever it would take to achieve what he wanted to achieve. But I want to just bring this to a close this morning. So I didn't want to go into great detail. Maybe we can jump off this at another time and talk about what it means to be on mission as the church. But I want to encourage you to tell yourselves each morning, each day, I'm a woman on mission, on a mission. I'm a man on a mission. And that wherever you step, wherever you go, whatever places that you are, you are on mission. And you're not on mission on your own. We are the church. And together, we are on mission. You are a woman on mission. You are a man on mission. And that man and that mission, the places of mission, is places that we can share the love of God, the, the good news of the gospel. The good news of the gospel. And that might come through talking. That might come through explaining what Jesus has done for each and every one of us. But it might be that you are helping your neighbor. It might be... You might be loving somebody. It might, you might be here volunteering on, on a, a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday with the community live pub. It might be 
working in the kitchen, it might be working in the nursery, it might be working in your office, it might be, might be, might be, might be, etc., etc., wherever you are. Different ways, different places, we are on mission. But what is important is that we keep that mission front and center. We talked about that, like I said, in our, in our team meeting. Because sometimes we can know we're on a mission, but we go down paths and journeys that take us away from the mission. And so maybe saying each morning, not religiously, but saying each morning, I'm a man on a mission today, keeps it front and center, that understanding that whatever we're doing, we are on mission. And that we will together see his kingdom come. You are a man on a mission. You are a woman on a mission. So let's mission together. Let's be on mission together. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the honor and the privilege it is to be your disciples, your followers. That you haven't called us to this religious, boring life, but you called us to a life on mission. And I pray, Lord, as we grasp hold of that truth, as we understand that truth, Lord Jesus, that we will run, that we would walk, that we would be with others and explain and be those men and women on mission. That we would be curious, that we be, you know, that we would want to know more and different things in our lives as we are on mission, meeting different people from different places and different backgrounds. But wherever we go, Lord, may we understand that we are on mission with you. So I praise and thank you for your word. I thank you for your spirit that uh, equips us and strengthens us and gives us the power to be on mission. And I pray, Lord, as we think upon these things, as we ask our questions about what it means to us personally to be on mission, that you would show us and you will show us by your Holy Spirit places to be and places to go and the things that we do, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's mission together.